for a novel architecture by Karim Nader, podcast number five, A Luminous Grey. In this uh, chapter, which is in the form of a conclusion, uh, I really try to uh, open up uh, the key uh, to the whole uh, problem. Uh, and the, the concept of the grey, uh, I found it in the book of Anna Robbe which is called La Reprise as well, and which is a second take on the second take of uh, Kierkegaard. I will quote the calm, the grey, and doubtless soon the unnameable. Certainly nothing stirred, but these are not the heralded shades Nonetheless, absence, forgetting, calmly waiting, steeped in a grey medium, quite luminous all the same, like the translucent mists of an imminent dawn. And solitude, too, would be deceptive. In fact, there would be someone, both different and the same, the destroyer and the keeper of order, the narrating presence and the traveller, elegant solution to, ne to the never-be-solved problem. Who is speaking here, now? The old words, always already spoken, repeat themselves, always telling the same old story from age to age, repeated once again, and always new. So the calm, the grey, and doubtless soon the unnameable. 
The gray is an in-between. It is a space of a, a middle ground, a harmony, a middle gray. It is the place also of finding myself as the writer of the novel or finding myself as the maker of my own architecture or finding myself as the architect of my own fate. So the answer to um, elegant solution to the never-be-solved problem, who is speaking here now at the end of his novel, is simply, I am speaking here now. I, the reader. And I, the reader, becomes I, the creator of the novel. I am living in this fiction, but I am the creator of this fiction. Like Julie, who got empowered by uh, the death of her husband and re-enacts and uh, gets her power as the, the composer of this music on the facade of my cineplex. Um, here also, Alain Aubrier is inviting every one of uh, his readers uh, to become the writer of his own fate. We listened uh, to, uh, to the music of Glenn Gould, uh, who was playing a fugue, Fugetta, by, by Bach. Uh, which is uh, par excellence this uh, composition where you have several voices where, which are speaking together uh, and they are uh, overlapping yet uh, within one um, harmony. Glenn Gould says at the beginning of my uh, concluding chapter, I quote, the purpose of art is not the release of a momentary ejection of adrenaline, but rather the gradual, lifelong construction of a state of wonder and serenity. And then I say, here then I would like to take again and sum up, which is a, quite a paraphrase of, uh, of the, the beginning of the novel of Alain Robbrier. Point one, if home shall not be found, the labyrinthine in architecture will keep us aware of the desire for home. And that will be probably all that can be said. Point number two, Beirut reprise. If the ruins of the past will not be rebuilt as such, reprise will illuminate us to joyfully get back to work. Art shall not copy, it shall constantly reinvent. Point number three, cinematic architecture. If the totality of space will not be accessible to us from the point of view of embodied experience we are stuck in, the cinematic shall reveal the magical wonders of every split second of our traveling in time and space. And then I follow with uh, a small manifesto. I've never been to Japan, but many concepts have fascinated and a few other points in the form of a list manifesto. Purity, make it simple, make it pure. I'm here talking to, to the architects. Point number two. Bow down to nature as much as you can. Celebrate its manifestations. Merge with it. But don't try to copy it. Your creation is man-made, and this contrast should also be honest. When I say a rectangular zinc roof on top of the house on the rocks, I mean it as a clear gesture of a man-made roof. Purity again. Remove everything you can remove, because you must. Honesty. 
A walnut vein should look like a walnut vein. A material is what it is, both structurally and aesthetically. Look afresh. Don't copy others and don't copy yourself. Inspiration is a must, but mindless repetition is a sin. Notice the difference between the two. Avoid trance. Architecture will probably outlast you. Be humble. Listen to others, mostly nature, but contractors, carpenters, masons. They know how to build much better than you. Be yourself. You have been gifted a unique perception of the world and a unique place in that world. Express that. Be forgiving to yourself if the project is not exactly what you dreamt of. Quite often, it's better this way. To others, not everyone can follow you in your meanderings, and they will live in this house, not you. So um, here it becomes a bit more personal. Basically, the experience of the gray uh, has been, uh, for me, also the experience of the middle way. The middle way is a concept also uh, that is uh, borrowed from, from Buddhism. I have been meditating uh, for now more than 20 years. And um, meditation has uh, opened up in me further doors of intuition. I used to be intuitive, but through meditation, clarity and vision has become much more apparent to me and how to deal with the project and how to answer, but also how to deal with people, which is really the biggest um, challenge of architecture, has become also more obvious to me. I say about meditation in the book, why meditate? To envision with closed eyes. Envision, look inside. The best ideas come at the moment of not looking for them. They just dawn at you when you least expect it. It is called the gift of intuition, what David Lynch calls catching the big, big fish. Between parentheses, it's very amusing that someone who does such dark films as David Lynch actually has been a long-term transcendental meditator. And in there, ideas are very pure and very complete. They come in wholeness and simplicity and invite, invite you to eventually draw a sketch of the concept quickly. In meditation, there are no problems only opportunities. In meditation, there are no questions, just findings. Silence. I also imagine here a possible intermediary, music, the role of which could have been decisive or at least catalytic. In my years of study and eventually of practice, I do not recall a single day without some form of recourse to the power of music. I cannot list the whole chronology of the masters, but you will find Johann Sebastian Bach in there with his perfect Goldberg variations. Jean-Philippe Rameau, Mozart, Haydn, Vivaldi, Boccherini, Scarlatti, Beethoven, for sure, Rachmaninoff, Schoenberg, and Björk, to name a few. On the work of hands and hearts, cannot forget the shivers and waves of Rostropovich, Horowitz, Glenn Gould, which you just listened to, Hélène Grimaud, which also you listened to in podcast number two, Lucas de Bargue, Alexandre Tarot, and Kefelec. Of the many companion musicians that have accompanied me for years in design school, on the road or on the drawing board. For Philippe Solers, his book is called Passion Fix. Musicians are the modern day heroes because they cannot lie. A single hesitation and it can be heard. So what is a true architectural vision in conclusion? 
A vision is the sum of parts of all perceptions, both rational and felt, known logically and sensed, synthesized and distilled into one simple gesture, in form, construction system and materiality, to produce new sensations and emotions that are beyond the sum of materials, forms and ideas that constitute them, a new experience, which I will call, conveniently, the novel architecture. Thank you so much for listening to me. And if at any point you feel like you have any questions, I will be there.